I'm Bob Cudmore, and this is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5. Joining us is Albany County Executive Dan McCoy. I want to start off asking you about the uh, dreadful uh, massacre at the synagogue in Pittsburgh. You've joined other political leaders in standing with the local Jewish community to deplore the killing of 11 people at the synagogue. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, horrific incident? You know, the uh, tree of life, what happened in Pittsburgh at the synagogue is, it's just, it's a horrendous crime. And if you look at this nation, we're better than that. And we're a nation of immigrants. And I think people tend to forget that. And the thing I love about this country the most, Bob, is that you can believe in whoever you want to believe in. You can be mm-hmm. whatever religion you want to be and live in peace. And the uptick in crime over the last uh, couple of years, especially 2016 to 2017, is alarming. And it's alarming to the fact that you're seeing more hate crimes. And why is that? You know, so it's like we have to educate. We have to get back out to the community and be vigil. Uh, but most importantly, we need to come together as a community and have understanding for one another. And that's what I love about this country and the fact that this tragedy happened. Um, it's it just it's one of the biggest massacres uh, to the uh, Jewish population in this country that I can remember, you know, and uh, it breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart when you see a 97-year-old lady who went through the Holocaust and comes to this country, uh, makes a new life for herself, mm-hmm. for her and her family. And at 97, I heard she was like a young 97, very energetic, but, you know, out in the community. And to have to have her life ended like this is just a tragedy yeah, for all of them. I think the people who died were the real stalwarts of that congregation. You know, the people that Correct. keep the flame Correct. going, if yep. you will. And, 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 you know, it's just why, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, the thing that bothers me is that when we look at these shootings and other things that happen at schools around this country of ours, we shouldn't talk about the shooters. We shouldn't talk about them. We should talk about the victims and the victims' mm-hmm. lives and, and, you know, what they left behind and, and the impact that they left on not just their peers and their families but on their community. Like you said, they, they were, the, you know, the, the light of their, of their synagogue. And mm-hmm. to have this happen, uh, you know, it's going to have a real effect for many years to come. We're talking with Dan McCoy, who's Albany County Executive. Let's uh, t- go to Albany issues, if you will. Uh, the county budget. You've proposed a $711 million 2019 county budget that provides some residents with uh, a small tax cut. Is the budget under the state tax cap? Correct. Th- this is my uh, sixth budget on the state uh, cap. And it, it's tough. You know, I always say to everyone, I said, look, your rent goes up. Uh, you know, your health insurance goes up, your car payments go up, your phone bill goes up, your cable bill goes up, nothing goes down. So mm-hmm. to try to make the stand of the cap, but still deliver the, the services that we're delivering and reinventing the services and making them better and then stretch them out because in the time that people need more services, it's tough. Mm-hmm. You have to be creative. Uh, you know, so our budget's 711 million, 145,000 and some change. Uh, you know, and again, we've added it on from last year. Uh, but raise the uh, raise the age and other things that are in there is the reason why. But um, we doubled our reserves since I've taken over as county executive. So if we do hit another recession like 08, we're prepared and it's mm-hmm. being prepared uh, as a, you know for me as county executive is making sure that uh, I'm delivering services, I'm doing it cheaply. Uh, we're still continuing to reinvent ourselves, but most importantly, uh, we're preparing for the future just in case something happens. You mentioned the reserve. Did you use any reserve funds in the budget? I have not touched the reserve funds since I've taken over as county executive. 
2012, our reserve funds was roughly like $21 million. As of over $60 million in our reserves because I haven't used it. And what mm-hmm. happens when you see a lot of uh, counties around the state balancing their budget, what they do is they rely on the reserves. They'll take a couple million out of the reserves. I'm trying to act like that reserves is not there. It's for a rainy day, um, and we have to cut what we can, but still, like I said, deliver the quality services. So that's why our reserves have doubled under uh, since I've been county executive. The state controller, Thomas uh, DiNapoli, uh, keeps track of municipal budgets and r- ranks them for fiscal stress, uh, you know, budget problems, I guess you'd say. Where do you stand on that uh, score? Um, we're no fiscal stress. It's the best we've ever had, uh, I want to say, probably in the last 20 years. So uh, the category that we're in today is, you know, we when I took over, we we're borrowing fifteen million dollars to make payroll. We we're we we're amortizing state retirement system money. So as of today, uh, I like to tell your listeners, we're under no fiscal stress. We're under the fiscal mm-hmm. not watch list. Uh, it's one of the best categories we can be in. And uh, again, we're we're being very frugal the way we spend money in Albany County. That's why we're under the top 10 lowest taxes in this the state of New York. But it doesn't mean we have a reason to raise taxes. It means we have to strive to be number one. But I'd like to, re, uh, you know, to let your listeners know, Albany County has roughly a population in 20, uh, 2020 when that comes out, we'll probably be about 320,000 residents. Mm-hmm. Rensselaer County has 150,000. Schenectady County has 150,000. Saratoga is roughly about 200,000. But uh, Rensselaer County, I believe, is like 27th of the highest taxes. Connecticut's 37. Uh, in S- Saratoga, who's north of them, they're like number five or six for the lowest taxes. We're mm-hmm. right next to them, but we're over 100,000 more in population. But they have a Racino and two tracks. I always say, what are they doing wrong up there? You know, mm-hmm. so you got to be creative and you got to work for the people. What, what do you have in Albany uh, County? I mean, uh, you have the property tax, but you also, I would presume, generate a lot of sales tax revenue. We do. Uh, we're predicting we're going to uh, generate about $279 million in sales tax revenue this year, uh, which is really a major uh, portion of our budget. And I remind people, like, uh, we were just, you know, we've been lobbying for internet sales tax, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for purchase of, from Amazon and other pla- uh, places people are, are purchasing online. Because 15 years ago, shopping online was like one of the lower generators mm-hmm. for the county. Uh, in the last 15, uh, 10 years, they're like they've come into the top six, um, and automobiles being number one generator for here in Albany County for us for for revenue. So as that continues to move up, and we're not capturing that money, it's not fair to the brick and mortar stores. It's not fair to mom and pop stores or the people that do business in my county that pay for the beautification into their buildings, have employees, uh, pay property tax, uh, and every other tax that we they, they get hit with, and yet they're competing against some company in Ohio mm-hmm. that doesn't have to pay it. So I'm finally glad that decision came down to, from the Supreme Court that they have to pay this. But I was surprised that the Business Bureau down at the Capitol was fighting this. They were trying to you know say, no, they shouldn't have to. Well, who are you fighting for? The people, the companies here in this great state of New York or people in another company in another state we're just trying to put them on the same playing field. So that's really going to offset some of the revenue that we've lost over the years because more people, more of your listeners are shopping online. Mm. I've heard uh, other county leaders uh, complain about the state mandates and the quote-unquote non-funded mandates, but your budget contains two funded mandates. You m- mentioned one, the raise the age, which increases the age of 
juvenile accountability uh, over the next uh, two years. The budget goes up because of that. I might ask you why. And um, but the state's paying for that. Correct. And uh, well, let's you know, let me knock on some wood here. We're ho- we're hoping they're going to uh, s- stay true to what they say because they have a habit of saying they're going to do stuff and not. But uh, under raise the age, you know, it's it's the right thing to do. You're keeping youthful defenders out of jails, and you know, no one wants to talk about what happens to a youthful defender when they go into a jail. They go into a county jail or they go into state prison for a couple of years. They come out hardened criminals. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with some pretty bad people. Not saying what they did was you know underscore and they you know they're getting the proper punishment but there's a variety of things that happens to them in jail and uh this really will take people out of our jail um it will give them alternate means of uh, instead of incarceration we're, we're the you know this great country of ours we incarcerate more prisoners than any place else in the world it's not working bob we have mm-hmm. to try i'm not saying they have to pay for their punishment we have to hold them accountable and there's certain people that deserve to be in prison and there's no other place better for them to be in prison but if we don't find alternatives like raise the age, nothing's going to change. And under raise the age, they're going to put more money in the probation, uh, into uh, foster care and other things like that to really give them a track of hope, of, of opportunities. So they know, hey, look, we care about you. And we, you know, you're going to pay for your crime, but we're going to make sure we get you on the right path so you don't go continue down that path where you end up in jail for the rest of your life. Uh, I want to ask you about the uh, nursing home, the county-operated a nursing home. What's the latest on renovations there? And well, uh, maybe if I'll just throw in a follow-up question. Okay. Is the 911 call center still to be located there? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to hit the first topic first. You know, uh, one of the biggest uh, problems I had when I took over as county executive is we had a nursing home that was losing over a million dollars a month. Something had to change. The model had to change. And let's face it, there's certain things government officials can't do well. Um, you know, we, we couldn't run an airport, so we turned it into an airport authority. Uh, we were having problems with our nursing home. So we are coming up with alternatives in my first year in office and came up with a compromise. Uh, then Majority Leader Frank Camisso, who we, uh, you know, we had a good partnership with. And what we did with the nursing home is we turned it, the model around. So I, I love to say to your listeners, last year, you know, we, we took a $20 million deficit. Um, and you take out IGT, which is intergovernment transfer of funds. It's roughly about $12 million a year. Uh, we knocked it from that down to, you know, two years ago, 6.7. Last year was 3.7. This year is 2.7. Uh, we're hoping to get to a point where that nursing home is not going to cost us anything. But we have an obligation to the senior population that is vulnerable and needs a great place to live. And, and we're investing $70 million into that nursing home, Bob. It's going to be a place where these seniors that are spending their golden years, um, the last quality years of their life, uh, in a place that they can call home, that they're – daughters, their sons, their friends, their brothers, their sisters, whoever it may be comes visit them, they're going to know that they're in a home. They're going to know that, you know, they're going to leave there with a smile on their face knowing that they got the best quality care, but they're actually home. And and uh, so I take pride in that. So, um, you know, we the project will be done, I believe, in September of 2020. Mm-hmm. And when that's completed, it's a 250-bed facility. Uh, it's going to be state-of-the-art facility, which we are now. We Two years ago, we put lifts in there, so uh, it makes it easier so patients don't fall when we move them out of bed. There's these lifts that pick them up out of bed, put them in chair, or put them on the toilet. Um, helps with you know injuries to our workers, mm-hmm. and it helps with injuries to the patients. Um, but on the 911 center, um, there's portions of the tower, uh, the main top floors we're not going to be able to use, and also a wing. So 
uh, when Sheriff Apple came to me and we talked about, you know, he talked about a new 911 center, I said, you want to look at it, you know, do you want to look at the nursing home? We got pro- we got space up there and him and I talked and, uh, you know, for him to build a new center would be probably 20 to $30 million. This new, the center that he's going to get, it's going to give him about 10,000 square feet, triple what he has as of today, uh, plans for the future. And the other important thing is we'll have training rooms that will be used by the nursing home and by his staff. So it will be a joint shared training room. But we'll also have deputies there that can respond to the nursing home within like two Mm. seconds, which is will be one of the safest nursing homes in this country. So the plan is still to have the 911 center there? Correct. We, you know, we, 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 you know, we're, we're going to. Announce that very shortly, so your listeners hmm. are really the first ones that are really hearing this. So, uh, you know, my hat's off to you on that one. Okay, appreciate that. I wanted to ask you about a, a controversy that was uh, in the news uh, for some time about the election board in Albany County. A Republican official of the Albany Elections Board objected to a decision, I believe it was your decision, to move the board to the former state motor vehicles offices on South Pearl Street in the city of Albany, saying that the neighborhood is too dangerous. What's your uh, take on this controversy? You know, uh, first of all, it's uh, Rachel Bloody, the Republican commissioner. Um, you know, I, I had to take a step back. I, I was I was really livid over the, the whole statement, um, you know, from a variety of issues. One, I grew up in that neighborhood. Uh, two, as a city firefighter, I worked in that neighborhood. Uh, three, I take pride in that neighborhood in the South End. You know, when you have a school district, Griffin Elementary School, you have the fire department, you have the police department, you have the city mission, all within that location of the current uh, Department of Motor Vehicles where they would go. And for her to make that statement about people that have lived there their whole life or continue to make their lives there, um, it was a slap to the community. I will say this about Rachel, you know, um, she's easy to work with when you go into the Board of Elections. She's helpful to regardless what party affiliation you are. But it still doesn't excuse the comment that she made. Uh, you know, for the board to sit there and say it's not a great neighborhood for us to be in and safe, uh, we have our Department of Mental Health there. We have our Department of Health there. We have our dental clinic there. We have our youth psychiatric, psychiatric um, clinic there. So what's it say to the workers that have been down there all these years, our Commissioner of Health and Commissioner of Mental Health? So, uh, you know, I, I asked her to publicly apologize on that comments. Um, you know, come down there. You know, I'll challenge her and Matt Klein. And our Democratic commissioner has been very silent on this whole thing, too, and which is really alarming me because I thought Matt was better than that. So sometimes silence is worse than not speaking at all. But I, I have challenged them. So I said, look, we'll spend the weekend. We can we can camp out in the parking lot. We can go meet the neighbors together and they can see that it is a great community. So the plan is still to move the elections board there? Correct. I've been meeting yeah. with the legislators. I've been meeting with the leadership of the legislatures, uh, of the legislature, and to, uh, you know, to make this move possible. And, it, you know, here's the thing. It's going to save the taxpayers $350,000 a year. We're paying almost $1,000 a day for the Board of Elections to be at Russell Road in the basement of Russell Road. We're paying sub, C, sub B space for sub C space. Um, it's outrageous what we've been paying up there. We're paying over $365,000 a year, uh, and we should be moving them. We should put them into a facility where, again, it's going to save the taxpayers money. It's on a bus route. It's it's located in the, in the middle of the county. Uh, it's a perfect location. But at the end of the day, I can tell my, my constituents, I'm saving you money. The county legislature has uh, passed a fair hotel practice law. It would require hotels to notify guests, as I understand it, about any infestations 
construction or pickets at the establishment and uh, provide refunds, the customers' refunds, if they want to cancel their stay at the hotel or motel, I presume. What do you think of this proposal? Will you or have you signed this measure? I had a public hearing for Local Law K. Um, I've talked to a variety of different elected officials like Paul Mahan here in Town of Colony that has a variety of hotels. Uh, Mayor Sheen, they passed it in the city of Albany. But the way this bill's written, and, you know, we're still reviewing it through the Department of Law. I'm waiting to hear back from our county attorney on, on what he thinks, Dan Lynch thinks on this bill. But so far, some of the flaws is that, uh, you know, if you can't, if you, you cancel the day of your event, the hotel has to pay you back 200% of your cancellation price. I mean, that's crazy. So if there was a picket or there's two people out in front protesting the hotel and you said, well, I want my refund. You're you're gonna make two hundred two hundred percent off of what you would have paid for that room or banquet that you're having. So these are things we have to look at. And again, uh, we want to be good to the consumers that are coming here to visit. We want them to have a great experience. We want to be great to the workers of the hotel and the unions to the hotels. But there's accountability that I have to look at uh, on everything. So we'll be making. I'll be making my decision very shortly. Okay. Uh, another uh, story I saw in the in the news about uh, Shaker Elementary. Many parents of students at Shaker Elementary School in Colony say the entrance to the school on busy Shaker Road is too dangerous. Uh, what can be done about that? You know, we own Omni Shaker Road, and it's it's amazing the the roadways we own in the county through like a town 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 of Colony. I, w- I would love to give it to Paul. Paul, if you're listening, please take the road from us. We just read. The whole thing, and you can have it. Um, but they have a legit. We met with the principal. We went with uh, some of the parents there, and uh, you know the, the variety or variety of issues that we looked at how we could really make an impact uh, for for the kids to get out of there on a, a safer way. Talked about slowing it down. Talked about a variety of other things. So working with Paula Mahan's office, mm-hmm. our their town supervisor here, and Phil Stack, our assembly member here. We're, we're going to put a, in my office, we're going to put a, a street traffic light at the end of the street there. So then that way buses can mm-hmm. get in, parents can get in, kids can come and go. Uh, they can walk across the street in a safer way. So um, we're, hopefully that's something we'll be able to do early next year. Talking with the Dan McCoy, Albany County Executive, something called the Aurora Games for female athletes slated to come uh, to Albany, I think, next year year. Uh, what are these games, and do you think uh, they'll make Albany their permanent home? Well, I'm hoping they're going to make Albany their permanent home. We've been pitching uh, to uh, Jerry uh, Solomon, who is the CEO of Aurora. Um, basically, what they're doing is this is the first time all-female professional sports athletes will come together to in competition. So uh, we've been making a pitch for that. We also talked to him about, uh, I want to open up the first ever uh, sport, uh, sports Hall of Fame for women. Bob, there's nowhere in this great country of ours that honor women in sports to that degree. They don't mm. have their own Hall of Fame. So we want to do this down in our atrium. We want to make it their permanent home. Uh, and again, they would come here every two years. And it really highlights the capital region, but it highlights women's movements in sports and what they have dedicated back not just to sports but to everything else but we want to add arts and culture and literature into this and highlight Hmm. local uh, writers and arts uh, women uh, that have made a difference in all their fields and uh, not just make it about sports you've been listening to talk of the town with our guest albany county executive daniel mccoy this program can be heard as a podcast 
on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. Next week on Talk of the Town, we'll look at election results and other topics with Chris Churchill, news columnist for the Albany Times Union. I'm Bob Cudmore.